guy who just heard someone say the N-word voice. I hardly know her. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was worried for a moment, but (laughs) you landed that plane. You landed that plane so hard it crashed. (laughs) Yeah, I landed that plane directly into the second tower. Um, Yes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Wow, I cannot believe that I came up with that seconds before saying it. Um, Did you really? Yeah. Um, That's good. That's Man. That's really I mean, I can't tell if it's good or if it's ironically good. Yeah. But it's definitely, it might be both. Look, it got a reaction, and that's all that matters to me. A couple days wow. ago, I was sitting in um, the music department at my school. Um, yeah. They have like offices in like the basement of a building. And that basement is just the hangout for all of the annoying gay people on campus, myself Whoa. included. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, no, to be clear, I love everybody who's down there at all times, right? But so sometimes I'll show up, right? If I like have an hour between classes, I'll just swing by and say, hey. But a while back, I said something. I don't even remember what it was. And from behind a closed door, I heard one of the choir directors laugh. Um, oh, no. And no one else reacted at all. Uh, which was really powerful that I just bombed with my intended audience. And it turns out one of my professors heard me and thought it was funny. Um, That's great. That's kind of like, um, that reminds me of when I was doing the, uh, formerly doing the podcast that shall remain unnamed with the woman who shall remain unnamed. But one of our friends was, well, not even my friend. One of her friends apparently was like listening to it at work without headphones, which is psychotic. Especially. Yeah. And she heard her workers laughing at it from the other cubicles. And I was like, well, I'll take the compliment, but that is insane. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I'm also just laughing at the idea of someone listening to either of the two podcasts I allegedly record uh, without yeah. headphones, like at work. Oh, and that's such an awesome idea. Um, yeah. I, I listen to Doug's Zone at work sometimes. And there will be times like I'll hear you say something in my headphones and I'll look up and look around like guilty, <laughs> like to see if anyone heard it and, and then remember that I'm wearing headphones. That's not a joke. That happens all the time. <laughs> that is really and like, cool. oh. um, and then you, and then I get to have that moment of like, Ooh, like it's just a secret for me. Ooh, I'm getting away with it. <laughs> I'm getting away with Matt joking about the N words. <laughs> I'm getting away with Matt saying something objectively heinous. Um, <laughs> yes oh yeah oh but uh yeah as we were talking about off mic because as a side note welcome to the patreon listeners uh we were going to record two episodes and then we spent two hours just being friends and speaking without recording (laughs) isn't that nice yeah oh it was fantastic uh pity for the people who won't pay us though um but uh uh, i mentioned this before the um woof uh the alcohol is hitting me i'm gonna be honest i completely Uh, forgot what i was going to say it's okay. Should I should we should I let the people in and should I tell them what it is that I've been doing this last week? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that one's up to you, my man. I uh, I did. I am drinking the same liquor that McCready drinks in the thing. Yeah. Um, and currently, you're holding it at the camera like a weapon. <laughs> no, no, that would be if I was holding it like this. You know. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Gesturing it. Um, I can't afford yeah. to spill any of this. Cost me all of ten dollars. Um, yeah, that's that's and that's a lot, folks. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the beginning of this semester when I, I mean the beginning of the summer, not the semester. Good lord. Um, yeah. When I was trying to quit drinking, and I was like, "Well, what I'll do? I just won't spend more than ten dollars at the liquor store." And it turns out there's a lot of very cheap alcohol that you can buy at the liquor yeah. store. Yeah. Um. So. 
Yeah, that just feels like a what you should have said is I just won't spend more than zero dollars at the liquor store. Yeah, in retrospect, absolutely right. It's funny because <laughs> yeah. for someone who isn't an alcoholic, oh boy, I sure am an alcoholic, right? Where I like set I up little say. rules like that for myself. I'm like, yeah. well, as long as I don't spend more than ten dollars, it's okay. And so I'm buying like yeah, exactly the cheapest bourbon I can find for like five bucks. And, and so it, so I'm not tempted to drink it. I won't put it, you know, in the fridge or in the cabinet next to the fridge. I'll just put it in my dresser. So <laughs> <laughs> alarmingly so close to an actual thing i said to myself yeah um no <laughs> or similarly right when i was like yeah when i decided i was like i should quit drinking for the summer and yeah. i looked over and i had three almost entirely full <clears throat> bottles of liquor and i was like but i shouldn't let these go to waste and so no. i spent like a straight week just getting blitzed at all times because i was like well i need to drink all of this otherwise it would be wasteful um <laughs> which on a le- on some level was correct, but also yeah, I don't think I needed to. Dr- I think I could have afforded to be a little bit wasteful with it. Yeah, um, I think so. Your body definitely could. have. Oh yeah, but then yeah, yeah, you know, one thing went wrong in my life, and I said, "Well, back to the bottle well, I go." Um, I, I'm flipping the table. Yeah, I'm yeah. flipping the table. Um, and yeah, I like the I flip the table, but it's like a cartoon. Like I flip the table over, and on the bottom, like glued to it, are a bunch of just like whiskey bottles, and I'm like, ah, yeah, here exactly. they are. <laughs> <laughs> finally <laughs> the table just rotates 180 degrees and I, it's just yeah, a full wet bar um, <laughs> it is funny you and me have that same impulse where it's like one thing goes wrong in your life and it's like well it's time to throw it all away yeah. oh you know, <laughs> we just do it diff- very different ways oh yeah that's part that's part of the reason why i don't really like i never really tried to get into alcohol because i do think that is what i would do is i'd be like oh Someone was kind of rude to me today. Well, back to the bottle it is. Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, look, we uh, we were – I don't think – I don't remember if I've talked about this on the Doug Zone before or not. But the time yeah. that I got so – I got insanely drunk because of the fact that I forgot to take my bed sheets out of the dryer. Have I talked about this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't remember. But so, Yeah, I was, I was washing my sheets, right? And so I – um, well, I hadn't washed them yet. That was the problem. But because right. I knew I was going to wash my sheets – I had just thrown my towel on top of my laundry basket um, because I was like, well, I'm going to wash all of this, right? Which admittedly, I probably shouldn't have done that, right? That was a lazy move of me. But as a side note, it is insane how many people like I set up the story with that and like, wait, you wash your bed sheets? And I'm like, wow, the jokes about straight men in college. Yeah. Some of them are right. Um, Oh, my God. Oh, Um, even past college, my friend. Yeah. Even past college. It's bad. Which is crazy. I don't know if it's just that I'm a neat freak or what it is, but like, I can't imagine. Well, I'm not a neat. Yeah. Yeah. I change mine pretty much weekly. I'm not like a neat freak. Yeah. I do have a story for this, by the way. So remind me once you finish. Yeah. But so yeah, anyway, so my bed sheets were there in the laundry basket and on top of them was my wet towel. And I was with, I was hanging out with my friends. I came home. And I realized that I had just completely forgotten to wash the sheets. And by this point, it was like one in the morning. Yeah. I was already a little tipsy. And the two thoughts that I, the thought I had, I was like, okay, so either I can stay up for two more hours while I wash these, or I can reach a state in which I will not feel bad about what I'm about to do. And so I just got very, very drunk and just pulled out the comforter and the two bare pillows that I have and just slept on my bare mattress with those. Um, the best part of that is that the way you worded it was like, well, the second option is inevitable. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's like, we all know that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, and that's the problem is that I really was like I 
framed it for myself as though I had a choice, but I was like, absolutely not. No, I know what it's, I know what's about to happen. Um, For a modern man, you really do believe in your own destiny (laughs) about the littlest thing. I look, this may be me overplaying my hand, but I was recently journaling about my Calvinist tendencies. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, dude, in one of my classes, I got in trouble. Well, I didn't get in trouble, but I made a controversial statement, which is to say I rose my hand and I was like, I think Calvin was right about almost everything, actually. Um, oh, he's in the hole. Oh, no. I can't believe that I'm going to have to say Coach this again. lost him. Uh, Matt's in the hole, so I will have to vamp. Um, Calvinism, for those of you who are listening and aren't he's aware, bad. is a branch of Christianity that does believe in like Never mind, he uh, is not. Divine, he's going to kill himself. I guess you could call it. He's back. Uh, oh, hey, he's back. Sorry, I was describing Calvinism for the yeah, listeners. Yeah, boy, I sure hope that the local recording on Zencaster didn't uh, hold through. Oh, and he's gone again. Okay, so anyway, I what I was saying about myself. <laughs> that, that And he's back. <laughs> oh, and he's gone again. Um. So yeah, anyway, Calvinism, it's like destiny. He's back. Oh, there he is. Okay. He's cool. back. The one part I did hear of when you came back briefly was I am going to kill myself. So See, that's the one part I was really hoping wouldn't go through. So um Yeah. It's exactly like what happened before we yeah. recorded. <laughs> which I won't mention. No, no. Hoping. You can do it. Tell the people. Why not? Um Okay, so we were talking, as we said on mic, uh, and <laughs> Matt, as he so often does, went to the hole and I was sitting here patiently and then he came back, but I could see him and hear him and he couldn't see me. And I just saw him pull from, from off camera, the bottle of J and B and put his hand on his face and say with the saddest voice, just like, I'm I'm just so tired. (laughs) And it was really harrowing. It was really dark, especially because I rejoined the call and you were still laughing. And I knew for a fact that you had heard me. Uh, it was so good um oh yeah i will say just final note about my story about my bed sheets is i was talking about that with my roommates the next day and one of them did point out that that was maybe the most alcoholic thing i could have done was going like yeah looking at a looking at the laundry and going fuck this i'm gonna get drunk instead Um, (laughs) (laughs) ah an excuse oh let me tell you i have been provided with well, really just one excuse lately, but yeah, a multitude if we if we look at it in the right way uh, of excuses. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett died as well. So, you know. That's sad. You got to pour one out for the homie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Smash Mouth. Sma- Mr. Mouth. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Smash the Mouth. I think I posted. Did I post the, uh, the guy doing like Gematria about <laughs> the Smash Mouth no. singer dying? Our, maybe you did. I didn't see it. Hang on. That's I'm going to try and pull it up. Let me see if I can dig it up real quick. That's great. Um, <laughs> While you look for it, I'll tell my uh, bedsheet story. Yeah, please do. So uh, I was talking to some of my friends who are ladies, and they were at, they asked me, they were like, how often do you change your bedsheets? Yeah. And it's apparently a thing they ask all their guy friends. It's sort of like a litmus test, which which I think is pretty funny. Yeah, and also fair um, enough because let me tell you. It's smart. The, the sort of people who don't change their bedsheets often also probably don't realize that they shouldn't tell people that. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, it, and then you can make fun of them forever. But um, no, so like I, I had never even thought this was like a thing when they asked me this. So I was just like, oh, like every week, like you're supposed to because I have a mom who raised me right. Yep. And um, and they were like – apparently I was an outlier of people they know. 
And specifically, they told me of one of our friends who will remain nameless, who um, was shocked that people even change their bed sheets. And he just sleeps on his for a year and then buys new ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, and I was like, wait, so does he just like wait until there's like a full like human impression like imprinted in the bed and then throws them out? Yeah, that is. Oh, it's that is. It's horrifying. Wow. Yeah, that. But I mean, my if you blood. look on the. Um, yeah, it was horrifying. But if you look at the skin on his face, I mean, you believe it. Yeah, that really is the thing. I, anyway. <laughs> man, now that I think Got about it. it, yeah, I do wonder how many of my friends who complain about their skin just don't change their, just don't wash yeah. their sheets and pillowcases very often. Or just like drinking two liters of soda every day. Okay, so you said soda and I my body visibly relaxed. Um <laughs> <laughs> It's like, or maybe it's just that they're drinking too much, and I'm like, they're drinking too much, and you go soda. I'm like, oh, oh soda. Yeah. Oh, those yeah. losers. Um, yeah, those fools. Yeah, those little freaks. Um, okay. I did have a friend like pat his belly, and he was like, "Man, I just don't know where it came from." And I was like, "Dude, I do." <laughs> Look, dude. Every night before bed is where it came from, my brother. That's the awesome thing about my body is. Um, yeah, exactly. I have a frail and incredibly thin form and so <laughs> this alcohol just enters my it just goes straight to my brain stem fortunately um, <laughs> yeah that's thankful yeah my brain and my liver and that's all that's being damaged you know where that alcohol goes straight to your driver's seat yeah Ooh, well only Ooh. twice I've, only twice yeah. once famously as i've discussed with hey, you matt 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 only twice so far excellent point yeah, Who yeah. Knows? <laughs> um and only knowingly once um that doesn't make it better. Oh, no. As you can't I, act like there's a distinction. No, there. as I pointed out, the fact that I was drunk and then realized halfway through the drive yeah. that I shouldn't drive is a really damning indictment of the fact that I was yeah. driving at all. Like, that's... Yeah, that's really bad. But, again, I wasn't consciously doing anything wrong. I was doing something very, very you, wrong. Unconsciously, um, you were doing yeah. something very, very wrong. Which, I, honestly, is just a good summation of my life i think um it's just yeah <laughs> okay wait hang on i found the tweets it's from uh at gematria club on twitter okay is a uh, smash mouth equals 56 hashtag gematria stephen hartwell equals 56 dies at 56 years old oh satanic music industry thrives on sacrifices yeah you you posted that you did post that i remember it now yeah i forgot about it yeah because gematria is where it's the act of like counting the letters to get a number. yeah yeah and you're like doing like okay the, uh, yeah yeah ah, that's pretty fun shout out to the anxious jewish art of dematria <laughs> is it is isn't it it's from Judaism, i think right? so like, i'm pretty sure yeah but also like <laughs> i wasn't being <laughs> no i know but i was just you said that and i was just imagining like woody allen doing gematria uh and <laughs> he's like if you count the if you count the letters in any hole yeah exactly like i was talking to my therapist the other day uh, <laughs> It's exactly how old Soon Lee yeah. was. We've laid there the Sephoric <laughs> algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> man, we're doing hits for just ourselves right now. And in that That's way, it feels good. like when I'm recording with Jillian. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just for us, and it will be heard by us and John. Yeah. So it's the perfect. Hey, John. Love you. Thank you for listening. Hey, um, John. Hello. Yeah. Um, Enjoy more of us going, what if a pedophile was also Jewish? Um, like, <laughs> what if a <I'm- laughs> And his but name, thought, Jeffrey like, Epstein. Sorry, what was that? Um, oh, 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 oh. So here's 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 my joke. Uh, head of, the the elders of Zion is real, and the head of them is Woody Allen. What's that look like? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got to get the banks. <laughs> Next is the banks. 
<laughs> We're calling it the replacement. Uh. Um, <laughs> oh, man. And then we hit the entertainment industry. Yeah. Me? Oh, no. I won't be having kids. What, you think that I can be seen nude in a room with a woman who's old enough to give birth to a child? Certainly not. Uh, Certainly not. No. Uh, An adoption? Well, I'll think about it. <laughs> Having a stuffy nose from being hit a cold has really helped my Woody Allen impression yeah, along. Yeah, man, that was wild. Um, I yeah, that was. Uh, I had a friend oof. call me out for this a few days ago. Apparently, in yeah. conversation, like in casual conversation with her, I frequently accidentally slip into a Trump impression without realizing it. <laughs> um, of course, you do. Which was a dark thing to be told. That's that's rough. Because I started saying something. I don't remember. Oh, actually, I do know what it was. I um. I think I mentioned this before. I run the school's, I run my school's philosophy club now, even though I'm not a philosophy major anymore, um, which is fun because it gives me freedom to um, be a bit of a demon on, uh, you know, when, we're, when I'm leading the discussions. But I said, and the, uh, the philosophy, the real philosophy heads out there will understand why this was an upsetting thing. But I said, all roads lead back to Wittgenstein. Are you familiar with him? I don't know if this means anything I'm to not. you. No. He was, he's the only analytic philosopher I like, but basically his whole thing was, he was like, all of this is reducible to a problem of language. Uh, where he's like, right. None of this means anything. We can't agree on what anything means. So obviously we can't make any like inroads on philosophy. Right. Cause he was, yes. Um, and let me tell you, he was objectively correct. And every philosopher in the world hates you for knowing that. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm going to remember that. Cause that is, that's always been my problem with philosophy is the joke I always say is like, you know, it's like it's just a bunch of guys sitting around thinking, like, what does it mean to be? And it's like, just open the dictionary, idiot. <laughs> you know, it's like you can figure that out so quick. Yeah, right. And so I um so this week was actually my first time leading a discussion. Um, and I'm told it went well. I was frankly much more nervous about it than I should have been. Um, <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say drunk. <laughs> uh, actually, weirdly enough, I genuinely that's Wow, that was a dark sentence that I was about to say there, which is to say that was Were the you going to say I care too much about philosophy to drink before? No, I was about to say that was the only day I didn't show up to an event drunk this week. Um, wow, that's even worse. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah. Um, but no, unfortunately, Woo. I do like time it properly because philosophy club, I, frankly, I'd be fine showing up at that, like shooting from the hip. But philosophy club is immediately after choir, and I really do respect my choir director too much to show up yeah. to his class drunk. And so, like, I'll drink early in the morning, and then I'm like, well, let's coast it out. I'll be sober by 3.30. Oh and then gosh. at 4.30, I can you start again. Alcoholic. No, no. You're um, such an alcoholic. <laughs> see, that's the awesome thing is I don't me. have the physical dependency, and as long as I don't, I can keep telling myself I'm not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> God, you're an alcoholic. <laughs> um, I'm just like Don Draper. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're just like Don Draper, except without like the womanizing or the money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like a with a suit. Yeah. I mean, as my my uh, my bio on my alt for Twitter famously reads, I'm like if Patrick Bateman hated sex. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, oh, which is such a great. Oh, it is a good that's one. Pretty good. But yeah. Anyway, no. But so in philosophy club, I said because we um. The fun thing about not being a philosophy major anymore is a lot of the discussions that drove me insane when I was a major don't matter to me anymore. So I can just have fun right. with them. So the first discussion I did, we just I gave a presentation on the ontology of holes um, and whether they are objects or not. Um, oh, fun. Right? That's so stupid. No, it's so <laughs> stupid. And the awesome thing oh, about yeah. it is 
I don't think that a single philosopher who's written about them has entirely taken the project seriously. Like every single one of the papers I read, and I read like seven papers for this thing, they all included at least one pun somewhere. Um, Great. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. No, my personal favorite paper on the subject, I actually genuinely might just send it to the Discord because it's a very fun read, is written as a dialogue between two characters named Argle and Bargle. Um, <laughs> um, it's really dumb. Oh, it's so dumb. But anyway, no. But so, it, But I thought that that was a fun one because when I... We're just going to do philosophy club talk real quick. Um, sure. When I when I'm choosing discussion topics for like the rest of this semester, what I want to do is like choose things that are weird or dumb enough that like you don't need to be like lost in the philosophy sauce to like at least be interested in them. Right. Like there's, there's something to it. Right. I want it to be accessible for people who don't know anything about philosophy while also being engaging and, you know, yeah, the age old trick of teaching people anything, right. Is like, just be vaguely entertaining and then you've tricked them yeah. into learning something because yeah, then it's become memorable. Yeah, they've listened. Exactly. Yeah, and exactly. like by the end of it, everybody in that room had a very solid idea of how conceptual analysis worked just because of the That's fact cool. that I kept like giving them weird, like edge cases for what a hole was uh, and, <laughs> and seeing how they reacted to it. Um, That's fun. I don't remember why I started that. Oh, it's because we were, uh, yeah. At one point, someone was discussing like the fact that it seemed that whole was just like a product of language. And I said, all roads lead back to Wittgenstein. And all three of the philosophy professors at my school all happened to be sitting in the room. And every single one of them audibly groaned when I said those words out loud. Um, <laughs> and after the fact, I was talking about it. I was like, they didn't like it when I said that. They didn't like it, but it was true. And I just, I paused. I was like, I was just doing Trump there. And my friend looked at me and went, Matt. You do that all the time. I don't even like oh. And that was dark. It was very grim. There's, there's something about being told something you do all the time that you've never noticed about yourself that will, it makes you want to, you know, you know. Oh, yeah. Especially. Run very far. Especially when that thing is impersonating Donald Trump. That's a really. That's bad. That is a really grim thing to learn that I did not know I was doing. Oh, man. You know what I did the other day that was pretty embarrassing yeah what you got i had a matt moment oh. uh, I, I, I really like you like <laughs> you want to know this terribly embarrassing thing i did i should kill myself so it, it yeah. reminds me of you um <laughs> yeah the problem is i've always called the matt moments but in deep down in my heart it's because i know you and me are very similar which means i've been doing it before you because i'm older than you. well yeah which is worrisome but i do still think about the time you messaged the discord and just said bungled the social situation in a very matt way <laughs> um <laughs> Like the fact that Matt is yeah. an adjective sort of, it still yeah. bothers me a little bit. I'm going to be honest. Anyway, please continue. It's going to be a verb here soon. Oh no. I've been matting all over. No. Um, so, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no. So, um, uh, so I, you, I, you'll, you'll understand this. You, you know, like you black in middle of a conversation, you black out and then you come to like uh, on the come down of a rant. Oh, you know don't I'm I know talking it. about? Yeah. Um, and you're just like seeing everyone's reactions to, and you don't know how long you've been. Oh yeah. So oh, anyway, yeah. that happened about my opinions on uh, French philosophers, especially <laughs> more recently. And so, like, I just came to being like, and they were saying we need to abolish the age of consent, you know. <laughs> and I was like pulling up Wikipedia. It was bad. I was just at with my family. Yeah. And I was just looking at my sister-in-law's sister 
just like look at me with deep concern. And I was like, Ooh, she's seen more of me than I have ever wanted any woman to see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's seen a more accurate representation of me. I think I've, yeah. Um, I think I've, oh, no, oh. no. He's in the hole. He's in the hole, Damn folks. It. Anyway, the, what do they call that? The, uh, the terrifying ordeal of being known. Oh, he's, <laughs> oh, he's singing too. Is he? Is he back? He had a little hit song about being in the hole. Oh, he's back from the hole. Hey, can you hear me? You might have to edit this pretty heavily. Um, let's see. Yeah. Anyway, all French people are pedophiles. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, there you are. Oh, good time for me to tune back in. Uh, I just <laughs> I was pedophiles, yada, yada, yada. Um, I said all French people are pedophiles, yada, yada, yada. I but, agree. You know, I can nobody go. can – yeah. Nobody can – actually, it's really mean. I always go off on French people because it's funny. Then I was at a wedding recently and I met a friend of a friend who's – they're a family where the mother's French, the father's Spanish and they both speak French, Spanish, Italian and English and their kids ah. do too and they have the cutest kids. But I just met this beautiful French woman who is like the nicest lady and I had to the whole time just like hold back like, you know, like, oh, you damn frog. <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. L- <laughs> listeners, to be clear, whenever I disparage the French, I am only referring to French men. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if a Parisian woman wants to fall in love with me, who am I to say no? Yeah, who um, am I? Yeah. If Amelie wants to fall yeah. in love with me, what am I going to do? <laughs> uh, Which is Amelie. funny. Yeah, um, which definitely had to have been directed by a man because that has that movie has some weird moments. Oh, the, yeah, there's the, uh, that is some, there are some uh, quote unquote French moments in that movie. But yeah, <laughs> like, no. When you said that, actually, going back to um, discussing off the mic, right? We talked about yeah. the uh, the job I'm doing with my dad. Yeah. I um, last time I was out there, my dad and his coworkers and I ended up in like an Irish like uh like pub sort of thing right like because we were just getting dinner there there's a giant portrait of jfk on the wall which is a side note <laughs> the most irish thing i could possibly think, <laughs> right yes. um but my dad's co-worker from honduras just quietly goes i do not think it was oswald that killed him um oh. and oh. i go oh hang on now we got to talk about this and similarly yeah i just re-entered my body after who knows how long, and I just hear myself going like, and look, I'm not saying there was thermite in the towers. I'm just saying it's weird that they fell the way they did, right? And I just oh. see my dad staring at me in horror. Um, oh, yeah, that's tough. Especially and worst of all, all of his coworkers, they were on board with it. They were oh, like sitting great. there listening with rapt attention, which I think is what really upset him about it. <laughs> that's really bad, yeah. But it is that getting that, there's a specific... As a man, you can understand this. Getting that look from your father, whom you love, Ooh. and who you know only has like pride and adoration for you, and then you get that look. Yeah, where he's like, "Please don't do this to me." I've <laughs> done that a few times, where I'm like, my dad, who is one of my biggest cheerleaders, him and my mom. But then, like, I'll come to in a conversation, and it'll be like, you know, it's just, I just, I just think it's sort of strange how then the whole satanic panic, you know, like this and this and that, even though like the initial reports were, I had some credence to that. You know, I'm like, uh, I'm in like yeah. my full SJ moment and I just see my yeah. dad with just love in his eyes. And I'm like, ah, ah, this uh, guy. <laughs> yeah. That's almost as bad as like the look you like when you're like having a deep conversation with a woman you love and you're like telling her something emotional and like she looks horrified. Do you know what I'm, you've had that before, right? We've all oh, had, brother. Don't. Have I? Yeah. yeah. Let me be clear. And then you go, oh, that's bad. <laughs> you go, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I still remember. I think I've talked about this before on Mike. Yeah. Uh, the, I was joking. This wasn't with a woman that I love, um, 
actually quite famously, it was with a woman that I followed into another state later on. But this was before any of that happened. Uh, <laughs> this is back when we were just friends, um, and both of us were happy with that arrangement. Yes. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but I was just trying to do like, you know, when you, yeah, it's similar to what you were just saying, right? It's where you try to do a relatable bit and then you realize it's not. Um, yeah. I was, I was like, yeah, you know, like that moment after sex where you just lie and sink into the darkness of the abyss and wish that you were dead. Uh, and uh, she and everyone else in the room stared at me in horror. And I was like, is that not how you're supposed to feel after that? And she was like, Matt, no. Um, I was like, oh. Oh, Oops. Uh, <laughs> yeah. well, you're telling me I'm not supposed to feel like a crushing and overwhelming sense of guilt and self-loathing <laughs> the moment after ejaculation. Yeah. You're telling me that's not right. The worst part is it wasn't even guilt. I wish it was just like religious, but no. Oh, um, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because no, so many times when I've like told that joke, especially like at the school I'm at, right? People are like, oh, yeah, yeah that religious trauma. And I go like. Oh, it's so much no, worse than that. It's not that. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, yeah. my relationship with God has nothing to do with these issues. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I uh, the the other reference I did about the Trump voice, the accidental Trump voice, and I need to shoehorn this one in because I, you specifically will appreciate this. Roswell, <laughs> is um, I was just talking about the idea. I want to like write a novel, uh, or not a novel, but like a book called like The Control of Candy Jones, which is like the control of Matt. Uh, yeah. It's about me and my other <laughs> personality, Donald Trump. Um, That's so good. <laughs> yeah, I just end up at like Resorts International, right? Um, <laughs> my ex-wife uh, is talking about it. Where it's like, yeah, he, sometimes he would just act really weird. He would talk like he was Donald Trump. I'm not sure what the deal is with that. What but was that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the manipulation of Matthew Bon Giovanni. Yes. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. By Matthew Bongiovanni. <laughs> I'm writing it in the third person exactly. as Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> very scary. He doesn't know what he's yeah. talking about. <laughs> but we love Matt, don't we, folks? We love him. He's a good guy. Folks, we love Matt. It is weird that he's uh They call him Skinny our- Matt. <laughs> skinny Matt, they call him. Look at this guy. You see this guy? You think, I saw a scarecrow. It's not true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trump would have a field day with me. Oh, my he God. Would, he would, <laughs> he would eviscerate me. Oh, he would destroy me. There's just so much to do. Oh, man, he's in Pennsylvania, yeah. folks. I carried Pennsylvania. He didn't. <laughs> um, he did. Yeah, exactly. Chasing <laughs> um, after a girl. <laughs> can't even. No, no. Hang I can't on. Even I, I want to hear this one. I got. I got to know where that one was going. It'll hurt you me. You know it, exactly where it was going. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't finish the wording in my mind. I laughed too early. But you knew what was up with that. Yeah, for better or for worse. Um, How would Trump make fun of me? You get full full oh, ammunition. Yeah. yeah, go on, little Roswell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we call him Mini Roswell. Yeah, <laughs> the little gray man. It's him. He's it's a little him. man. Yeah. <laughs> he has to be at a booster seat to drive his UFO. <laughs> I still think about the personality transplant line that he hit Ron DeSantis with. I know it was months ago at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. He was just talking. He was like, Ron DeSantis, he needs needs a personality transplant. And those, they're not available. That's Um, so good. It's so, dude. (laughs) When I read that, I was like, oh, "Oh, he's back. Like That rocks so hard. Yeah. Like, I mean, hearing Meatball Ron, I've said this before. That was like Elvis's, like, that was the Christmas comeback (laughs) special for me. Uh, Where I was like, oh. 
He's, he's still got it, folks. Like, <laughs> just that moment, everybody, everybody's in the in the control booth. Like, yeah. What is he doing? Yeah. Meatball Ron, they call him Meatball yeah. Ron. Yeah, Mitch McConnell is like Colonel Tom trying to get him to do the Christmas song, and I'm there turning it up like, no, no, yeah. bring up the lights. Um, bring up the lights. <laughs> Which, by the way, that, in that movie I was not a fan of, but that scene went so hard. That scene went so hard. I loved that movie. Uh, really but did. it was insane, objectively. It, is, it um, was ridiculous. The the he's white thing is no, it's so, so, it's so good. Sick. He's, he's white. <laughs> and he says it so sinisterly at the end. Yeah, it is so sick that Tom Hanks is just a, the most evil person I've ever seen on screen. In well, you know movie. he went method for that. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Um, yeah, they're like, no, no, Tom, you don't understand. Elvis was the one who was a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> He's like <laughs> Tom's like, it's from a character. <laughs> yeah. I also love, I think, I want to say they talked about this on like um, Doom Scroll or something, but Colonel Tom did not sound like that in real life. Like, there's no. recordings of him. That's not what he sounds like. That's not what he talked like. That was an artistic choice. <laughs> Tom Hanks just decided to do that accent. Which is so – and I mean it did make the movie better. <laughs> it made the movie better. Yeah. But no, I saw that with – um, I saw that with Michael and I was a big fan of his review because that was the first Boz Lerman movie he had ever seen. Oh, really? And let me tell you, trial by fire. Um, <laughs> but as we were leaving the theater, I was like, Michael, what did you think of that? And he was like, well, I thought I was dying for the first five minutes – but then I accepted that the whole movie would be like that. And then I just let it wash over me and I enjoyed it pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a really, yeah, that, that really fits. Oh that's yeah. So good. I also just really like the idea that this movie that his brother's watching with him for him is just like this, like terrible experience that he needs to like allow to pass over and through him. Yeah. Just like, like the anxiety thing. Like it won't last forever. You have yeah, exactly. this many minutes it's like a left. bad trip. Like. Yes, exactly. It's inevitable. It's inevitable that it will end. Don't worry. You're almost there. Oh, and let me tell you, when I'm on anxiety trips, that's the thing that's causing the problems. I'm going, oh, it's yeah. inevitable that this will end. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's inevitable that this will all end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that that was a wild movie. Um, I did – Coward Hour poisoned both of our brains for sure because I did have a conversation with people where I was like, yeah, Tom Hanks is a pedophile. He was on the Epstein flights. And oh. someone was like, that's not true. Like I looked up the logs, like she, she looked up the logs just to be like, that's not right. And I was like, but I said it so confidently that you believe me for a moment. Right. And she was like, yeah, but you can't just say that. And I was like, man, I I choose to believe (laughs) kind of like the guy who's like, I choose to believe in God because I want to believe in something good. I really like I like the idea of like an X-Files poster and it's just Tom Hanks molesting a child. It's like, I want to believe. I want to believe. (laughs) (laughs) we need our own tv show let me tell you um, we really do it's great when we don't have the um <laughs> we don't have the pressure of trying to sound kind of smart on historica esoterica oh. that we can just be this dumb together. Yeah, we can't just reveal the fact that we are idiots um, yeah exactly but i um yeah no i well, famously, of course, I I did something very similar to that, where I said that Richard Gere was a serial killer. I think we've oh, talked so about good. that before. Yeah, because um, you were thinking of Richard Ramirez, right? Yeah, I was thinking of Richard Ramirez, um, and also Ed Gein. I think in my head, I just conflated like all of those yeah. like names and consonants. G- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, and so I just lied, and I was like, "Oh yeah, they found like three women in his basement. You should look it up." And <laughs> it's so good. 
And the moment that I said the words, you should look it up, I went, wait, why did I say that? Yeah, why like, did I double down on that? No, you should. Yeah. Well, because like, even, even if I was doubling down on it, I shouldn't have encouraged her to look it up. To look like, it up, yeah. Here's the thing, though. I feel like, ironically, that'll probably make her go like, ah, I'm not going to look it up. He's, oh, he yeah. seems pretty confident on it. As I've said before, <laughs> either that woman forgot about me the moment that interaction was over, or she thinks about me every day. Like, <laughs> She's like... What was the deal with that pale little freak who told that me that was Richard Gere was a serial killer? <laughs> the man who was lying about Richard Gere. Yeah. He's like, Richard Gere wasn't a serial killer. He just put a hamster in his butt. We all know that. <laughs> we all know that. Yeah. Obviously. Um, obviously. Yeah. I uh, The Tom Man prophecies and it's just us <laughs> listening to Coward Hour going insane. <laughs> We're getting a phone call. We're like, what am I What am I holding? What am I holding? <laughs> Doom scroll merch. No. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Did I? I feel like we kind of talked about this on our Mothman episode, but like everybody who gets into the Mothman, you're like, oh, cool, fun monster, and then it turns into like weirdo conspiracy theory. Yeah. But I remember me and my friend, who's my neighbor, we we were like, ah, oh, Mothman, that's cool. Let's watch the Mothman prophecy. That'll be sick. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. With Richard Gere. And what a of rough, course, you know, yeah. That movie sucks. There's no Mothman. But yeah. I will say the one memorable experience about it. I'm sorry, I got to switch tabs. Ludwig Wittgenstein is staring at me. Oh, um, he's still there. Sorry. I don't know if you. Sorry, while you're switching tabs, just while we're yeah. talking about Wittgenstein again, he served in World War One and apparently wrote in his journals that while he was jerking off on in the trenches, he was just thinking about math problems. Like that, the is guy was just wild. He was just multitasking. Like, <laughs> My man is horny for arithmetic. Yeah, exactly. Well, because that somehow that's less insane than what I think is the truth, which is to say he was just like going at it and he's like, oh, I'm bored by the thought of women. So while I'm at this, let me think yeah, about exactly. math. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow, like, at least if he had like a fetish for numbers, you'd be like, well, at least he's just a freak. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> like, like now there's – that's unfortunate. Yeah, he's <laughs> just a huge nerd, unfortunately. Yeah, he's, just a, <laughs> he's just a dork. <laughs> he's not even cool enough to be a freak. He's a dork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um shoot what was i saying oh sorry i'm sorry i we was talking distracted about, um, by his thousand yard stare oh yeah um, you can tell he served in world war one yeah i know she's oh, still oh yeah mothman mothman yes yeah um yeah so we were watching this is the only the closest thing i've ever had to a quote-unquote supernatural experience in my life was we were watching the mothman and it like you know it's a legitimately kind there's some creepy moments and we're in like, yeah. you know, ninth grade and it's dark out. Yeah, you're young enough and, that you can get spooked out by a movie that's decent yeah, at its job. Exactly. Exactly. And outside on the front porch, the garbage cans, like those old fashioned metal garbage cans were set out because it was garbage morning the next morning. Mm-hmm. And just out of nowhere, they just both fell over very loudly and clattered. Okay. We yeah, like, that is a little spooky. Mothman. Yeah, it was really, I'm sure it was like just a raccoon that knocked it over and we yeah. couldn't see him. But it was like as you're watching, we we're like, oh, Mothman. So I think every time I think about Mothman, I do think about trash cans flying. Oh, and Matt has descended into the hole. But his screen has <laughs> frozen on a very soy jack face. Um, you can't see it, but uh, he's making a very curmudgeonly frown. Um, and he's gone. But anyway, yeah, getting scared as a child. It, it happens to the best. Oh, are you back? He's Can back. You he's back, Can you folks. Can you yeah. hear me? I can okay, hear. cool. You, uh, I was just telling the audience that you froze on a very like soy jack face. <laughs> Not quite that bad, but like it, it felt like a Wojak like response because you were like, you had like this very exaggerated. No, like, 
Which, I had like the debunker look about me. Yes, <laughs> literally the debunker look. That's exactly um, it. Source on those yeah. trash cans getting knocked um, over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, source. Yeah, no. Uh, that's so. not a good look for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that that's. Have you ever had anything like that? Like where you're like, ooh, I can't explain that. That's kind of spooky. Um, hang on. I just a couple days ago, I was talking about one that I just can't bring to mind, but I do know one for a fact that I think about still that like wigs me out a little bit. Um, which is to say, yeah, I was at home in my house. Um, and it's just an old house, right? So a lot of like creaks and shifts. Yeah. Um, but sometimes they felt very intentional. Like I didn't realize that it wasn't normal to hear footsteps coming down the stairs when there wasn't a person there until I like went to college and someone, yeah, we were like talking about, (laughs) we were talking about like ghost stories and someone was like, yeah, one time I like heard footsteps. I was like, yeah, it's just what houses do. And they're like, no, it. It, no, it's not what houses do. Um, <laughs> yeah, sometimes but, um, I would just hear like a disembodied voice going, I want your blood. And that's yeah. just what houses do, actually. That's just what houses do. That's, right, the, they, that's the heater. Yeah. So, you know, the, the stairs were just so creaky that like sometimes yeah. when the house like settled, this is what I need to tell myself. When the house settled, they would just creak one by one in descending <laughs> order. Um, they would creep in a tiptoeing fashion. Yeah. <laughs> and I would think it was a family member and I'd turn around and see that there was no one there. There was no but, one there, um, yes. But, but no, a the cold one thing, breeze. Yeah. The one thing that I cannot to this day come up with an explanation for was I was sitting there and from the room above me, uh, like I heard this like a thunderous crash. Like it Ooh. sounded like my little si- like my little siblings had a bunk bed and they used to like jump off of it. Yeah. Even once they were like, you know, like 15 years old, they'd still yeah, jump of off because then you make yeah. a big loud noise and it's fun. And it's fun. Yeah. yeah and that's what it sounded like. Uh, and I was like annoyed with them and about to go upstairs. And I looked outside and saw that I am not making this up. Every member of my family was outside. Um, and I then very quickly joined them because I was yeah. like, well, I do not want to be in this house. Uh, that's so spooky. So I still have no explanation for that one. Um, do you have cat? Did you have cats at the time? We did, but Ranger also walked by, like as though to disprove me before I could even think of that possibility. <laughs> he like casually strolls by and I'm like, oh, I need to leave this building immediately. Yeah. Um, Ranger walked by and, and a ghost popped out and went, that was me, by the way. Yeah. He's, just so you know, it was just not so you know. the cat. Exactly. Um, yeah. So don't even think about it. Don't um, even think about it. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That's really crazy. Yeah, and also yeah, your the water heater had been taken out the day before. You know, yeah, exactly. the dishwasher had been removed. <laughs> the house was completely stripped. Yeah. I do like that, like the idea where I'm like, yeah, I lived in this completely bare apartment for several weeks, and one time I heard a weird noise. And was, Wait, yeah. Matt, you, did you eat Matt. food that time? I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. Certainly, and I not. drank so much alcohol. <laughs> Don't give me that Look, face. <laughs> if you've ever wanted to be less bothered by your life situation. Let me tell and just you. Just ride it out. Ooh. Just ride I'm it riding out. it out. I, Groovy that Matt is here to stay. <laughs> Groovy Matt's back, My alter baby. ego. Groovy yeah. Matt. He's here. That's your version ready. of Cool Adam. <laughs> it's Cool Adam. It's Groovy <laughs> Matt. Yeah, Groovy Matt. It's it's just me, but I listen to slightly more disco than I already do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're wearing a Hawaiian shirt and you're so drunk. Just oh, yeah. So drunk. He's walking like, hey, keep it groovy, baby. And like, he's doing black voice from another decade. From another, yeah, exactly. He's doing a he's racist just, accent that doesn't exist anymore. Exactly. He's doing outdated ebonics. Yeah. How are we doing, hip caps? <laughs> just like, uh, 
It's like that uh, scene in Airplane where like, don't worry, uh, I speak Jive. Yeah, I was literally about to make a reference to Jive, unfortunately. That's so funny. Someone's talking to me, I'm like, the fuck is this Jive bullshit? Get out of here. (laughs) Matt, what are you doing? I just... It completely sober, just look at them and go, I don't know. And then return to the character. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, turn to the camera, completely sober, pitch black eyes. A couple days ago, uh, just before my relapse, back when I was just drinking cold medicine and accidentally, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was doing a soft launch of the relapse. Um, (laughs) I uh, I did do, and it completely schizophrenic bit with one of my friends uh, where I was just talking. And I don't remember how this came up. I also don't really remember doing this bit, but she told me about it the next day. I was like, yeah, it was very upsetting. None of us liked it. Um, but I began I began stating just as as though it were a fact that there was a secret third sibling uh, that I <laughs> swallowed in the womb um, and that his name was Mark and he lived within me. Oh, um, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> that's so stupid. Yeah. And well, apparently the point that it stopped being stupid and began to be like upsetting to the people involved is I looked at them and I said, once every few years, I can take control. Matt will soon be back. And I just went, wasn't that a weird joke that I just told there? <laughs> <laughs> the acknowledgement of how weird the joke is. Yeah. I mean, just going like, boy, that's funny. Sure, that's I'm funny. glad there isn't actually a man inside of me who's desperately <laughs> trying to be heard. And everybody's like, Matt, we don't like whatever yeah, it is that you're doing right now. This is <laughs> this very is weird. No, I don't like it. I don't like when your joke's virgin to body horror. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Just like Howard Hour, so many of my best bits are just horror adjacent, I think. Oh um, yeah. Those are those are the best ones, I think. Oh. Yeah. That's uh that's a pretty good we we always used to joke that there was a uh, secret fourth brother um in my family named Tommy. And here's the worst part is we just did this to my younger brother. <laughs> like, yeah, before you were born, there was another one, but unfortunately he got hit by the train tracks close to our <laughs> Which is not funny. It's, it's so bad. It's so evil. It is pretty funny. I'm gonna. It be is honest. good. It <laughs> is funny. Yeah. It was a poor. It's the sort of thing that you can only do to your youngest sibling. Like. Yeah, I know. And we wonder why he doesn't talk to us anymore. <laughs> no, he he does. He does. He's just he's just much much less talkative than anyone. But uh, anyway, yeah, that that was bad. Another one I did was back when I was like eighteen or nineteen. You know, I'd have friends over. And for whatever reason, like I had, there was a specific group of friends that I was having over regularly that summer. And you know how that goes, like where you just got a specific group that like kind of jives for a whole summer and like everybody, but so it was like one of those situations and they would always come to my place, but just for whatever reason, like it just always worked out that my parents like happened to not be at home. Oh, so it like became a running joke. Oh no. Yeah, exactly. So it it became a running joke that I was like, yeah, we're like the boxcar children. Our parents actually died, but we're like tricking the government into thinking (laughs) (laughs) so we can have our own house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So that was a fun one. I don't think they actually bought it, but it was a good bit. Oh, no. It's just that is honestly just a fairly solid bit. Here's another good bit that I actually did get to work for years. Um, uh, was I would tell people that my middle name was uh, Mahulligan or McGillicuddy, depending on the person. All right. And they, the first time they're like, okay, yeah, very funny. And I'm like, no, that. And I would just deadpan insist on it for weeks until it got to the point where they're like, like, either this is like crazy commitment to the bit, but like, that would be weird. Like, yeah, like, so like, this they, bit isn't funny enough to commit to this. Ex- yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which is what And that's how you get them. To be and clear. that's exactly how you get them. And I remember the one time I sold it with my friend, Lily, she was, we were talking on Snapchat and she's like, you know, like you've been saying that for months and 
other people had accepted it at this point, but Lily was very smart and she was like, I, I just don't know if I buy this, you know? And I was like, I can send you my birth certificate if that make you feel any better. And she's like, yeah, you know what? She called my bluff. She said, send me your birth certificate. But, um, you know, fun fact, I was training to be a graphic designer. (laughs) (laughs) So I Photoshopped. I obviously Photoshopped my birth certificate. But I was like, this is where the joke, in my mind, I was like, this is where the joke culminates, right? So I I made it like, I made it look very real. But then I made like the information about my parents. Like my dad was named like Bong Cho Thuc and he was born in Vietnam, which they knew is not true. Like, of course that wasn't true. And he was born in 1969 on like uh, April 20th, 1969. Like, obviously, you know what I mean? Like, and same with my mom. I did something crazy. And so I sent that to her. But like, she wasn't paying enough attention to like those details. She just looked at the name and like the fact that it was like And was so deeply upset. Yeah. And like, I printed it out. Like, I put it on my carpet and took a picture of it for Snapchat and sent it to her. And she was like, that is crazy. And I was like, yeah, it's an Irish family name. Like my mom's part Irish. Like, like she's very connected to that name because her grandpa, that was his middle name. And so she finally accepted it. And I was like, ha, job well done. So like six months later, everybody's at my house, right? We're all chilling. We're having a good time. We're, we're doing that thing where you like meander about the house before you like oh, decide yeah. on what to do. And there's uh in, in this old house, this was my parents' house. They had three picture, a picture of each of the, the boys up on the wall and it was like it was one of those where it's like there's the big more up-to-date picture and then like every grade photo around yeah it. yeah and then it says your name at the bottom so oh. it's, so she's looking she's like okay uh i won't say my little brother's name but we'll just we'll <laughs> say his name is matthew albert okay yeah and my older brother is um uh Clark John. That's not his actual name, but we'll say and then and Lily's like pondering over this and then she's like David I just said my name, whatever. But you know, yeah, Roswell she's looking David. Um, Roswell David. <laughs> and but she and she's like, David. David. <laughs> and I remember with with the most um malice I've ever seen in anyone's eyes, she turned to me and just ran directly at me. And in a true fight or flight mode, I ran out my front door and <laughs> and through the neighborhood in pure terror. She was so mad. That is so cool. Also, oh, it was note. awesome. I think the best thing about that is just imagining that from the perspective of anyone else at this interaction, who just sees her read your name and then <laughs> try to attack you. And, and then, then you Terminator. Yeah, fear. exactly. <laughs> and we flee in a mixture of fear and absolute glee. Oh, yeah. Um, and like then, any that's I feel like that's the combination you feel anytime you've pulled off a successful joke like that is you're like, oh, they are going to kill me. But it's I at long last, I know what it's like to be alive. Like it was so great. And then and then the effects of that were felt for like a year because I remember I turned to one of my very close friends. We were at a, a big get together and me and him were talking to someone. And uh, me and him, you know, mask off. I'm I'm pretty mean when I drop the nice guy act. I'm like a pretty I'm a pretty mean spirited man. And this guy is too. We're both similar in that way. Yeah. Um. And so we're talking to this person that I know both of us aren't huge on. Oh, that is a dangerous setup. It is. Tell you. <laughs> and and so they walk away, and I turn to my close friend. We'll call him Tom. And I turn to Tom, and I'm like, that. That absolute idiot. I didn't say idiot, but we'll say I did. Say that idiot. <laughs> say that idiot thinks my middle name is Mulligan. And my dear, dear friend with glassy eyes turns to me and goes, It's not. <laughs> and I realized I had taken the joke too far in that oh, that's He was so good. He did not talk to me for a week. He was oh. so mad. And justifiably so. 
So that is yeah. really good. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty bad. So anyway, yeah, I will say that the discussion of birth certificates. Uh oh, hang on. Uh oh, getting an alert from Zach Foster. Um, What's it say? Hang on, am I still here? Okay. Yeah, I've seen you. An alert just you popped hear? up. Where I was like, huh. disconnected from server, but I seem to be quite connected to the server. As soon as you start your story, you're going to the hole. You know that, right? I know. I do. Yeah. And so I'm just okay. putting it off as long as I can. <laughs> we make it through the rest of the episode because yeah. you refuse to tell that anecdote. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he wants to tell the story, but they won't let him folks. They won't let him folks. Skinny man. You hate to see <laughs> Skinny man. <laughs> you just can't tell the story. One day he's going to get out of the hole. He's going to buy himself a new router. Um, I tell you, Skinny man, he swallowed a grape. He just popped. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> I do like the idea of Trump just like doing yo mama jokes, which is funny what's happening there, right? <laughs> when she goes outside, it measures on the Richter scale, folks. You hate, <laughs> hate to see it, folks. Yeah. She literally sits around the house when she's sitting around the house, folks. It's very sad. Um, absolutely disgusting. Um, <laughs> it makes those terrible jokes so much funnier. Everything is funnier when you say it with Trump's voice, which yeah, I think is why I've been like subconsciously slipping into it. It's like, it's just the same to as sell how, those punchlines. Yeah, well, it's the same as how going back to Coward Hour, how Nick talked yeah. about how he would just like do black voice sometimes on stage and crush whenever Man. he did it. It's I do the same thing, but with Trump, right? <laughs> Trump voice. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he just has such like a natural like flow. Absolutely. Like, for better or for worse, I understand his thought process. Yeah. On a level it's, that very few people <laughs> seem to, you know, like. Yeah. And so it's not an A to B. It's more of a diagonal. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the journey is the destination when we're going A to B, you know, like, um, <laughs> um, and so for that reason, I think it's just a little too easy for me to slip into like his style of thought anyway. Totally. And then from there, I mean, yeah, then it's over. Yeah. Then you're channeling Trump. Oh, yeah. He lives inside me like a malevolent demon. Like, yeah, like your brother. Yeah. Like my brother. Like yeah, Mark. Like Mark. Um, the, the other Bon Giovanni. Unfortunately, I think that was actually the genesis of that bit was me really? saying that Trump lived inside of me. And I think my wording was, and one day I will hatch, uh, which another that's thing so that people gross. did not like. Um, <laughs> that's great. That's really great. I might steal that bit, honestly, because yeah. I've been looking for ways to unsettle people in public again. Oh, yeah. Describing anything that isn't an egg as soon to be hatched <laughs> to be really hatched bothers the people. Let yeah. me tell you. Um, <laughs> Oh, man, that's really good. Yeah, a while back, like forever ago, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I've completely forgotten about this until right now. Yeah. Uh, but like my hands just wouldn't stop shaking for like a straight week. Um, I uh -huh. hate this is just the setup to a joke. I was like, in retrospect, oh, God damn it. And of course, he immediately Fuck. goes to the hole after damn saying it. that insane thing. God damn it. That is wild. That's the setup to the joke. That is so, that's horrifying. And then he just – imagine – put yourself in my shoes, listeners. I had to – are you back? Can you hear me? Nope. He still can't hear it's me. It's taking a second, but I'm going to be it's, here. I can He'll be it. back. Yeah. I'll be joining in soon. <laughs> we can both – it's recording both of us, but you can't hear him. Or I can't hear him. Or he maybe I won't. Hear me. Who knows? All right, are you there? Gone forever. <laughs> are you gone forever? Nope, and he's gone. And, okay. and he's back. Matt, that was horrifying. You what just happened? set the setup to that punchline and then disappeared. <laughs> and I had to sit and think about it for like 25 seconds. Yeah, well, so did I. Because I have not thought about this story since it occurred. Okay. Um, which is to say, yeah, like I said, that I just 
mentioned this alarming medical thing about me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, for a while I was just shaking uncontrollably <laughs> at all times. And in retrospect, I definitely should have gone to the doctor probably, yeah. right? Like uh, that feels like the sort of thing you got to get checked out, but definitely. I sure didn't. Um, <laughs> anyway, but the reason that I was saying that is because I am, um, I just mentioned it in passing because I like dropped something. I was like, sorry, I'm just shaking really badly. <laughs> uh, as a side note, this was years ago. It hasn't happened since. So presumably I'm fine. Who knows? And, it, and we know it wasn't the liquor shakes at this time. Unfortunately, we do know that for a fact. I was <laughs> sober as a priest at that you point. You were um, sober as a Mormon. Yeah, sober as a Mormon. Funny, yeah, it's funny almost you like say. you were almost like you were a Mormon. Yeah. No, funnily enough, that was right after I'd stopped being Mormon. But when I was still like, I bet I would be an alcoholic if I started drinking. Um, yeah, that's and boy, I'm glad I was wrong. Um, <laughs> Oh. I was like, I feel like this would be a dangerous thing for me to start doing. <laughs> and then a beautiful woman went, do you want some wine? And I said, I'm going to get blackout drunk and follow you home. Um, <laughs> like a lost dog. Um, oh, my God. Feast or famine with me. What can I say? But uh, anyway, no, my friend said, your skeleton is hatching uh, to explain the shaking. Oh, that's which good. really bothered me on oh, a level man. that I don't think any sentence ever has before. That's such good imagery. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I think that's just what is going to happen to you. Yeah, your skeleton a, will come out and then play its ribs like a xylophone. Oh yeah, as and I said, before, it'll just play the coward hour theme on them. <laughs> no, I the the long running bit that I used to do is I would say that um, a skeleton killed Matthew and is wearing his skin. Uh, is good. how I would explain my body's shape. Um, <laughs> I go like, oh, Matt died years ago. Yeah, I killed exactly. him. I'm a skeleton that killed him. This and is, is wearing just a desiccated husk. That's why there's yeah. no muscle or fat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, just what? Do you thinly think, draped flesh. You think that a body could look like yeah. this? Certainly you think, not. No. You could think it could naturally be this pale? No. Yeah. Of course not. <laughs> there's no blood with in here. Sunken gray eyes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ooh. But let me tell you. A few days ago, I did get a glimpse of myself in the mirror. That's a mistake. Don't do that for the listeners at home. If you've been. Um, <laughs> Don't look at yourself in the mirror. Well, I t- <laughs> don't look at yourself in the mirror, you ugly freaks. What do you What do you say? I'm. If you, let me qualify this by saying, if you've been living the life I have been living for the last week, okay, uh, which is to say, staying up until four in the morning, drinking, and then getting up at six. Um, really? Also in the morning? Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah it uh, it does bad things to your face. Um, Here, you know what's the funniest thing is. When you first joined our call, I was like, well, Matt looks healthy. Oh, that's... But then I just remembered that the camera does add 10 pounds, so... <laughs> God damn, I have nothing to hit you back with. That was <laughs> devastating. Um, I've had that one in the chamber. For a oh, that was solid. I was just waiting for a chance to drop it. Um, you do look good, though. Seriously, you, you don't. You, I'm you glad, don't look yeah. as bad as you think. Yeah, I was gonna say because oh boy, I don't feel it. Uh, but <laughs> well, yeah, those are two different things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't I know it? Um, oh man, I wish we could make this the public episode. It was a fun ride. No, oh, this was a fun one. Yeah. I don't, did we talk about anything bad? We did briefly do the uh, "What if a Jew was a pedophile?" bit, which <laughs> is not on its face. But see, here's the thing, problematic, Matt, but. Exactly. It's funny because it's such an absurd concept. We know it yeah. would never happen. <laughs> Name one. 
See, now that you have said those exact words, we cannot make this the public episode. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Roman Polanski, Woody Allen, Jeffrey Epstein. It would never happen. <laughs> I really like the – no, I'm not going to say that actually. That one – ooh. Um, Save it for off mic. Remember it oh, off yeah. mic. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you. I'm just sober enough to not say the thing that I was just drunk enough That's to good. think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It sucks that this was such a heater. Oh yeah, this we is have really to lock weird. it for just John. Here, I may hang on. This is for yeah, for just John. And for just John, I might read my three-page short story that I wrote for the Mark Twain thing, my account of a I failure do want to in my hear life. That. Um because yeah. I realized that I never actually told you this, right? When I asked if yeah. I had told you the story of how I couldn't sell my blood. Um Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <clears throat> so this is presented with the disclaimer that uh this was written. After I had pulled an all-nighter accidentally, um, and so I was falling asleep and dreaming as I wrote it. Um, <laughs> and so oh, no. the end of the story, I think, sort of flies off the rails a little bit, um, just in terms of the quality of prose. But my professor enjoyed it greatly. Um, That's good. She described it as, quote, hang on, let me see if I can pull up the, yeah, she says, you, uh, you ply the line between comedy and tragically perfectly was uh, one of the comments that she included. Wow. And I wanted to go, Oh, Dr. Silver, if only you knew about my life. Uh, but <laughs> I used to think my life was a tragedy, <laughs> but now I really, yeah. And I was like, Oh, don't worry. That's not an accomplishment for me. That's just, that's Tuesday. Like that, um, that was for, but for me, that was Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Right, hang on. For you, uh, it was the most horrifying story you ever heard. <laughs> but for me, it was Tuesday. Yeah, we are not the same. It's just like the Chad Wojak. Like, um, <laughs> my life sucks. We are not the same. Yeah. <laughs> You're, you are upset by accounts of my life. I will not be upset by them until years later. We are not the same. <laughs> um, oh, that's good. Uh, hang on. Let's see. I was also... Yeah, there's a lot of indecipherable bits that I'm doing in this. For instance, the first sentence is just a parody of the beginning of Moby Dick for no real reason. I don't keep that bit up at all. Um, <laughs> and it has nothing to do with the story. It has nothing to do with the story, no. Um, Which makes it funnier. Yeah, no, so just for the listeners at home, right. uh, just a bit of context, right, as I stated, we we were supposed to write a story about a time that we experienced a failure. And as the listeners at home will know, I was immediately overwhelmed by the just sheer quantity of possibilities I had. I wrote several drafts before this one, other stories that I sent to like friends. And I was like, is this funny? And invariably they just responded with, no, this is so upsetting. Um, yeah. You know, when people say something doesn't look good on paper, um, that's just my life. Literally. Oh, is, man. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. apparently my delivery really is the only thing saving my life from being a horror story. Your um, life is the opposite of communism. It just doesn't work on paper. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work on paper and it's like it also doesn't really work in real life either actually because um, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing about communism is it also does work off paper right that one was just made to make you like me more <laughs> well I, yeah i'm not gonna well, maybe, maybe I, not have worked yeah i was talking with someone earlier today and she's like yeah you know i just keep like expecting the best to happen and you know things just keep working out for me and so i'm just gonna keep doing that and i was like you know weirdly enough I also have, this, I have the same approach, right? Where I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, good things yeah. are going to happen to me, and in the short term they never do, but in the long term I still haven't died yet. So that's true. Something is working out for me on a cosmic yeah. level. It's just 
you're counterbalancing how bad your luck is. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you. I think about that all the time because like, you know, I'll have much like you, I'll have these like absurd situations happen to me that just like and I relay them to friends and they're like, how does this only happen to you? And then yep. I'll be like, it's crazy that my life sucks. And then I'll, like I'll look at my family and they're wonderful and like I have no real tragedy in my life. And I'm like, oh, OK. So like if it wasn't for this insane luck in this area of my life, I would have a girlfriend. Yeah. So it's good to know. <laughs> It's good well, to know. <laughs> what I would say is that I um, it's like that. I always think of myself as a really unlucky person, but in retrospect, this is actually like I'm the luckiest I could possibly be with how insane I am as a person. There like, you go. That's it's good. like yeah, it's like in a cartoon episode where like someone's like sleepwalking through a construction site and there's like steel girders <laughs> falling all yes! around them. That's my <laughs> life. Is like God is like somehow steering me just away from the worst possible disasters. But because of the person I am, I'm always steering myself into the second worst possible disaster. That's, it's so funny that you describe it that way because I described my relationship with one of my close friends as a very similar thing. Like when it's the dog has to watch the baby in Looney Tunes <laughs> and the baby's walking into construction. Yep. And and I, that's me joking in social situations. It's like, you know, <laughs> like bringing the up- dog. Yes, and he's the dog just like pulling his hair out. He's he's taken all the hits for me. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Man, we're alarmingly similar. All right, I'm gonna I'm just gonna read through this story. Um, yeah, that'll be a great way to close it out because we're about at an hour. Yeah, yeah. And this story is called How I Almost Made Enough Money to Make It Through the Month Once. Oh um my God. <laughs> Give you an idea of the vibe of the tale that I'm about to tell. This is an Idaho story for the listeners at home. So prepare yourselves spiritually. Some years ago, never mind how long ago precisely, having little or no money in my bank account, nothing in particular to interest me in my apartment, I thought I would drive about a little and sell my blood for money. Um, Well, plasma, more specifically speaking. I'm told there is a difference between the two, but at the time I was in no position to be particularly fussy about the details of this arrangement. As far as I knew about it, as far as I knew it, the only facts that mattered were the following. One, I was in rather desperate need of money, which the astute reader will surely understand is essential for obtaining things such as food and a continued presence within the small apartment that I was renting, both of which, from my layman's perspective, were fairly essential for my continued, uh, sorry, were fairly essential for my continued survival through the winter that was approaching. Uh, two, there was a clinic nearby, which promised to offer up cash in exchange for donations of blood plasma if one feels the need to be pedantic about these sorts of things as they did uh and three i certainly was not using all my blood and i didn't even know what plasma was so i was confident that i could part ways with a reasonable amount of the stuff without really missing it uh i was at the time a college dropout but even for my humble faculties the math seemed fairly easy easy to follow on this front the clinic's website thoughtfully had provided a list of the necessary paperwork for such a transaction I gathered up the requisite forms, as well as all three of the necessary forms of identification I, was, I needed to provide upon my arrival, presumably to protect me from the trouble that would be caused should my blood be mixed up with that of any other pale, wraith-like scarecrows who staggered into the clinic's office immediately after it opened. <laughs> my driver's license, my social security card, and a scanned copy of my birth certificate. Sorry, I use a lot of parentheticals that really don't flow well when you read them out loud, uh, but that made sense <laughs> when it was written out. Those are the three forms of ID I needed. To clarify for the listeners. Uh, Let's see. I I skimmed through the forms I was supposed to sign. It's not like I needed to read them particularly carefully. When has a medical procedure ever caused damages to a patient's body or livelihood? Uh, Upon reaching the end of my self-education, I signed the bottoms of the papers with a flourish and then jauntily set out for the door, stopping on my way out to inform my roommate that my job prospects were looking up. This was, of course, not entirely untrue, but was perhaps somewhat misleading. 
as he had heard tell of several more traditional job prospects that I had been following up on throughout the week, but which had, for one reason or another, fallen through. The factory jobs were looking for someone, quote, less likely to slip between the gears, and quote, <laughs> in their whimsical approximation of things. The grocery store and restaurant I had pl- applied for positions at several times uh, seemed to be taking an approach of silence, hoping to wound my heart and assure my permanent cessation of communications with them. And working at the call center, which was holding interviews right across the street from my apartment, seemed only marginally better than death by starvation or exposure. Uh, for all of these reasons, I felt no need to disabuse him of the notion that one of these positions would soon be filled by myself. Rather than the position of blood boy, which was my current goal. (laughs) I would have felt guilty letting him down with the truth. I strolled down the stairs, slipped more accurately as they were about to slip with ice as a hockey court, to my small blue car, which had been been just as impacted by the lean times of late as I had. I sat down in the driver's seat, turning on the ignition and ignoring the low fuel light, which had been on for about a week now, and set off towards the clinic, uh, planning, uh, sorry, planning the ways in which I would spend my riches. The first payment was reported to be $50, a truly outstanding sum of money for one in a position such as mine. I did the mental math with that sort of dexterity that can only be brought about by imminent poverty and homelessness. $5 should be enough to get some gas in the car. From there, I could drive to the grocery store and enjoy such decadent rewards as instant noodles and bread that was not covered in mold, all while starting to save up for the next few weeks. Uh, Then at last, I arrived after a short detour brought on by a wrong turn, which I'm a big enough man to admit, had me looking down nervously at my gas tank and saying prayers to any deity that would listen, and walked cheerily into the front door. Hello, ma'am, I greeted the woman at the front desk. I'm here to sell you my blood, or my plasma, or both if you're interested. I can even throw in some bile if you'd like. I'm not sure what the medical consensus on humors is these days, but I'll be happy to help out in any way possible. She smiled politely and quickly took my bundle of papers as though she was afraid to touch my skin, and then began sorting through them with a well-practiced efficiency. Upon reaching my birth certificate, she paused, and her countenance took on a character that I did not find particularly encouraging. This is your birth certificate, right, sir? She asked me after a moment. As I started to say, well, it's a copy of the real thing, but I was assured that... But she cut me off before I could finish. Your name is Matthew Bon Giovanni, correct? She asked, now growing somewhat stern. Why, of course it is, I cried out, now growing somewhat distressed for the security of the non-moldy bread in my future, and somewhat regretful about the premature disposal of the moldy bread, which had been holding court in my cabinets <laughs> up until this point. That's true. <laughs> then why, she asked me slowly, does your birth certificate say that your name is Michael? At this, my blood ran cold, and I feared it would continue to do so solely within my veins, and not outside of them, as I had previously hoped. Nevertheless, I persevered. Ah, that's my twin brother's name. This, as a side note, is actually true. I must have scanned his certificate by mistake instead of my own. No matter. All the details are the same, give or take, with the exception of our names, weights, times of birth, and a few medical oh, records. No. Just swap his the name for mine. My mother, my mother does this all the time, right? This wonderful story. At this, I laughed nervously. This attempted levity <clears throat> well, did not appear to serve, soothe her worries. I was swiftly informed that I had just suggested that she commit a type of fraud. Uh, oh no, how long have I been out? Uh, um, you cut out at right where you said, I scanned my brother's birth certificate. Oh, okay. Hang on. I scanned. Wait, wait. Ooh. Okay, okay, he's back. He's back for real this time. He's back for real. Uh, hang on. Yeah, I'll start that paragraph again just to just to get in the flow of things. I'll edit it together. Yeah, thank you. At this, my <laughs> blood ran cold, and I feared it would continue. I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to kill myself right now. I hate everything. I'm punished by the Lord for my many sins. Um, oh, and that's how the story I... ends. <laughs> A fitting uh, end. Okay. Yeah, sorry, we'll try this again. Third time's a charm. Uh, (laughs) At this, my blood ran cold, and I feared it would continue to do so solely within my veins, and not outside of them, as I had previously hoped. Nevertheless, I persevered. 
Ah, that's my twin brother's name. This, as a side note, is true. I must have scanned his certificate by mistake instead of my own. No matter. All the details are about the same, give or take, with the exception of our names, weights, times of birth, and a few medical records. <laughs> Why not just swap his name for mine? My mother does that often enough. Ha ha. Uh, this attempt at levity did not appear to soothe her worries. I was swiftly informed that I had just suggested that she commit a type of fraud and was advised that I leave the clinic immediately, lest the local authorities be informed about the pale, strange man walking around and attempting to entrap hard-working lo local women into committing identity theft with them. I, at this point, decided that a diplomatic departure was ideal, and so I calmly walked back outside to my car and limited my swearing and screaming to the absolute minimum amount necessary to convey my disapproval with their process. I sat down in the car, driving home with the gas that I had not paid for a replenishment of, and sighed heavily. I was going to the call center. Uh, and that's the end of the story. That is a, a harrowing last line. Yeah, but it, is a, it is a dark tale. Um, and folks at home, can you can you at all tell that he likes Thomas Pinchon? Yeah. Is it noticeable? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, yeah, it was very well written. Yeah, well, thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I would, Like I said, I was falling asleep and actively dreaming as I wrote that last page. Um, I love the inevitability of... I was going to the, I'm going to the call center oh, yeah. or whatever. I was going to the call center. <laughs> yeah. That's so like, Ooh, it's almost biblical. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my professor said <laughs> the other thing that she stated in her comment was there are layers upon layers of humor here. This is built on a situation of desperation, aspiration, and determination, uh, which <laughs> was just unspeakably grim to read. I um, guess it is true. Yeah. Yeah. She's not it wrong, all... which is why it was so upsetting for me to read. Um, I was also laughing because, like, you've got a pretty good vocabulary. It was very funny that, like, you started a sentence with the word disabuse, which is a great word, and then ended it by calling yourself the blood boy, which is so <laughs> funny to me. I don't know why. <coughs> but yeah. So, you know, and – oh, it's the blood <laughs> Sorry. boy. He's here. Take me out to the blood game. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I did not know what that button did. I don't know why I clicked it. <laughs> I apologize. I'm so glad you did, though. Yeah, um, <laughs> I did say maybe the most schizophrenic thing I've ever said in my life, which is to say, take me out to the blood game. That but was, um, <laughs> I mean, we know the title of the episode. <laughs> we really do. This is the final um, inning of the podcast. <laughs> that was our, our cue. But um, oh, I lost my train of thought. But yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I um, Yeah. I don't know if you've ever done that when you're writing a paper. Uh, it started to dream while you're writing. But it's rough Not because that no it um it turns out i'm really good at writing stream of consciousness when i don't realize that that's what i'm doing because what i do is <laughs> i try to write but like i said i start experiencing dreams but since i'm still trying to write i am just writing down what i'm saying in my dreams yeah and so like in the middle of a sentence right like and it's especially weird when it's like a paper that's not supposed to be funny at all like it's just like an essay that i'm writing i'm like yeah Nathaniel Hawthorne grapples with the violence of the past in multiple ways. And no, thank you. I do appreciate the offer, but I don't need any pretzels right now. <laughs> and then I look back and I'm like, wait, what the fuck did I just write? Yeah, like, that I makes saying? no sense. Yeah, it's um, ridiculous. Um, yeah, That's funny. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll make myself some pretzels after this. I have some little frozen pretzels sitting in my freezer. Do um, that. You've earned it. I, I hope uh, my suffering must have earned me something. That's the only way that this can be worth anything. <laughs> it is funny that all of the suffering you went to is went through is only redeemable for pretzels. Oh yeah, it's redeemable for pretzels. Like and you're at I'm... the Dave and Buster's counter, like looking at all the toys, and they're like, "Ah, uh, we give you pretzels, loose pretzels. That's loose what we got." Yeah. Oh yeah. No, to be clear, I'm talking about like the little, like the soft pretzels. So. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, that would be nice. Yeah, there's a good deal of suffering I'll put up with for a good soft pretzel. Um, you know what the worst part is? Same. Yeah. 
Or like a oh, Costco man. hot dog. Oh, a Costco hot dog. Yeah. They're just like, I'd... all right, if we whip you five more times, you get ketchup and mustard and a little <laughs> bit of relish. And I'm like, well, I wasn't using I'd... my skin. Um, I, I do the box from Dune for a Costco hot dog. Was it the <laughs> bar or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, I do that for a Costco. Oh, unrelated. Right before I was, I think you'll appreciate this. Right before I came down here, um, I was briefly watching my roommates watch the 1980s Dune. Oh, and just what the an beginning. insane movie. Um, I've never so seen it, but it's very funny. So it starts with like kind of like Lord of the Rings. It starts with like an exposition told by the one of the female characters, yep. but like in a very 80s fashion, it's like her in front of a blue screen with like space behind her, like a yep. space graphic. And she's talking and she's like telling you all of this in the house of charities and blah, blah, blah. And then like she like after she finishes her three paragraph like summary and like fades away. And then like the space keeps going and you hear her voice go. And also, and then she fades back in <laughs> yep. and gives another paragraph, and it made me laugh so hard. It felt like a Mel Brooks bit. Like, oh yeah, dude. And like, by the way, I was just imagining her continuing to like fade out, and then be like, "And one more thing." Yeah. Well, <laughs> my uh, my all time favorite description I've heard of the 1980s Dune was someone said it's like if you watched Star Wars, but the opening text crawl just happened over the first 45 minutes of the movie. That's like funny. there was just still text scrolling, explaining <laughs> things about the world while like Luke Skywalker's walking around on Tatooine. Like <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, it did. It did kind of feel like that. Yeah. But like visually, it was very cool looking. So I oh, might watch yeah. it. But um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Shout out to Dune. David Lynch. And David Lynch, even yeah. though he's a little bit sus, interested in transcendental meditation, but that's all right. I mean, you know. I'm going to be real. I, I do always appreciate when the SJ boys start ragging on David Lynch because that is the way that I remind myself that I don't just uncritically believe everything they do. Yeah. Um, which yeah, is to yeah. say, sometimes they talk about someone I like and I'm like, ah, I'm sure he's fine. I'm like, nah, uh, no, nah, he's good. He's fine. I it's like okay. him, so he's fine. Yeah, I like Twin Peaks, so clearly he can't be up to anything evil. Exactly. No I, art that I enjoy has been made by someone bad. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go rewatch anyway. Dragged Across Country. <laughs> Are I was you- just to say now to watch Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> <laughs> and we talked about it before how funny it is that unfortunately Roman Polanski was objectively right that the pedophile had to win at the end of Chinatown. Um, yeah. Which like, man, he was right. The movie just wouldn't work. The but same he was way. wrong about the fact that the pedophile was the good guy. Yeah. He was they wrong go- that John Houston was the hero. I love that idea. He's like looking at the writers like, no, we're giving it a happy ending. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's and happily ever after. He steals the child. She goes with the pedophile. <laughs> He's gonna <Are> be happy. <laughs> He's doing Ben Avery voice for Roman Polanski. I, I am, I, which I've is good listening. because it'd be. Let me tell you, there's another impression that we could be doing right yeah. now that would get us in trouble. Um, Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I have been listening to a lot of Lemon Party recently, uh, which is maybe why I'm so mean. This it is week. a great show, uh, which is a bummer. Uh, unfortunately, it, it's very it's so good. funny. Um, yeah, I felt because I, no, I avoided it for the longest time. I'm like, you know, I'm not one of those guys. Like, I'm like a hip, cool, nice guy with good opinions. And then the moment I listened to it, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to say the Arsler every oh, day this dude, week. It's just, it's so freeing. <laughs> like, it feels like you're like letting out a demon every time I listen to the show. Right? Like, it does. You've been exercised. Yeah, all I'm like just making fun. Of like some like fat woman on Twitter, and I'm like, man, I don't have to do this, but Dude. I can like it just like a 
like a wolf just devouring the carcass of a like a fallen yeah. caribou. Like I can just yeah. sort of be there and you're, you're not even the alpha. You're just yeah. you're like you're in the back of the pack. Like I'm not just, even a wolf. I'm a vulture. vulture. Like I'm just circling yeah. up. I have bad posture. You're not even a vulture. You're a, wolf. Bug. Um, yeah. you're a bug. You're <laughs> a bug. A little bug. I just keep Sorry. like dropping my something. I'm just I'm a little bacteria. Yeah, I'm like, a protozoa. Obviously, yeah. I'm a protozoa in the wolf's like droppings. Like I had nothing to do with this. Like, uh, and that's why it's okay for me to make fun of disabled people. Yeah, and that's why. Look, look, that can't be the only thing you're making fun of them for. But look, you can make fun of them, but not for that. How can you? Would Unless. you hand a painter? Would you hand him no. a set of paints and <laughs> no. not give him every single one of them? We have to paint with all the colors of the wind. Exactly. Yeah, we have to paint with all the slurs of the language. Yeah. Look. Yeah. No. You just look. You tell me to make fun of Greg Abbott. And then it's it's like telling me to paint a sunrise, and you just go, but don't use the color yellow. Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, yeah. But I mean, but have you seen the sun? What? Have you seen the sun? What do you ask me to? <laughs> have I want to know. Radiance? Have you ever made fun of Greg Abbott for being in a wheelchair? Because <laughs> I have. Um, <laughs> I want to know. It just have you ever falls out of said a slur? <laughs> <laughs> Coming down, down on me. Um, <laughs> Oh gosh! <laughs> now oh, I'm just man. thinking of other Creedence Clearwater Revival songs. You know, just trolling, trolling, <laughs> trolling, trolling on an R word. I'm just um, <laughs> oh trolling down on Twitter. <laughs> down it. Yeah. Proud and would keep on trying. Just... <laughs> I was trying to think of one for I put a spell on you. <laughs> <laughs> I think all I have was I say a slur to you, which yeah. feels like retreading ground. It's retreading ground, but what what comfortable ground it is to tread. Oh, um, what comfortable ground. We should probably end this before one of us actually says it. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, we'll end the recording and then I'm going to – and then I'll say yeah. it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Instead of saying we no longer have a natural, you'll just go – and then <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah. Sorry, I forgot that's what our outro is. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, both of you, I really appreciate you both. Um, I will, I'm sure at some point do what I always do with the Patreon episode, which is to say, open it up on my laptop and listen to two minutes and get very upset and close the, close the webpage. But, uh, to anybody who made it all the way through here, thank you. What racist clear, Creedence Clearwater revival songs would you write? Uh, comment below. Tell us. We no longer have an outro. Mm-hmm.